0: Welcome to Excel Roundup. This is Deborah Dalgleish from Contextures.com. In this week's Excel Roundup, we'll see how to add a counter in each row in an Excel table automatically, how to use Excel for the iPad, and how to highlight a specific column in a column chart. Well, I survived the first week back after the holidays and looking forward to another week of working in Excel. Last week, I wrote a couple of articles. One was how to add a counter in an Excel table so it appears automatically as soon as you add a new row. So instead of typing a one, I like to have a one that I can use in other formulas and summaries. I could just type a one in each row but then I have to remember to do that So instead of doing that, just type equal one. And as soon as you do that, Excel sees it as a formula and it fills formulas automatically in a column in an Excel table. So you never have to remember to do that again, but you've got that one there in each row that you can use in formulas and pivot tables. In another article, I looked at using calculated fields in a pivot table. They always use the sum of other fields. So if you want to create a bonus calculation and look at a total for a salary or look at a total for sales and then calculate a bonus from that, even if you're showing things as count, it's always going to use the sum. So that's where these counter fields can come in handy. When you use those, they're always going to show... The total number of records based on that one, so I show how to use that in a pivot table. In other Excel articles that I read, there was one from the Microsoft Office blog, and they showed how students can build a GPA calculator in Excel on the iPad. There was a problem though, they use VLOOKUP in that calculator, and someone spotted an error in the way that they're using it, but they've fixed that now. If you create dashboards, you can take a look at Tableau's top five vizes of 2014. Even though they're created in Tableau, you might get some ideas for your own dashboards. There's one that shows your likelihood of becoming a professional in any sport. So you can pick your gender, you can pick a sport, and see what the odds are of becoming a pro in that sport. I'll just give you a hint that your odds aren't very good. In another article, Max Froudy shows how you can dynamically highlight a data point in your chart. So he's got a column chart and he wants to highlight the highest score in that column chart. And to do that, he creates another column with the information and only the maximum amount shows in that column all the other rows would show NA and since a chart doesn't show NA only that one score would be visible so it is shown as a separate series in a different color and it highlights that highest score in the original column chart. Chandu shows how he uses autocorrect to make it quicker to enter formulas I've used AutoCorrect for lots of other things, but I haven't tried it for this. I find that as I start typing a formula, once you've entered the first couple of letters, you'll see a list of formulas that start with those letters. And you can press Tab or you can use your arrow key to go down and select the formula that you want and then press Tab and that fills it into the cell for you. Just for a bit of fun. The Microsoft Excel team shared a link to a video in which a couple used Excel to announce that they're expecting a baby. So there's a little video and and they have some formulas and in the end they announce the baby. They're not giving away the gender of the baby yet though. They've just got a 50-50 formula that shows boy or girl. Summit Bansal shared a trick for using a defined name to get a list of file names from a folder. Now this is using a a really old function name in Excel, but it's a nice trick to use instead of typing a whole list of file names. Going back to Excel for the iPad again, Stephen Ashby shows how you can create formulas in that version. So if you've downloaded it on your iPad and you want to get started, This is a good way to see the differences between Excel for the iPad and the PC version. There's also a little course on Sparklines that was posted by Microsoft's Office Online team. And it's a little set of videos that shows how to use Sparklines, which are tiny in-cell charts that will show a data trend from a series of numbers. Leon Lovett shows us how to stop Excel from formatting hyphenated numbers into a date when you import data. For example, if you've got a list of scores, such as 20-10, 12-6, Excel might try and change all those into dates instead of leaving them as they are. So he shows how you can use the import wizard and make sure that they come in just as they were formatted in the original data. And the last article was from Dr. Neetan Paranjape, who demonstrates why it's easier to create a set of charts with PowerView instead of using regular pivot charts. So this is a video that shows one of his training sessions and a quick way that you can create charts in PowerView. There are a couple of Excel announcements. One is a new book that you can get through Amazon. It's called DAX Patterns 2015. And it's by Mark Russo, Alberto Ferrari, and Danielle Pirelli. They have a set of patterns you can use when you're using DAX in Power Pivot for Excel. Kindle version, I think, was about $1.99 when I looked. So it's a very good bargain if you're using Power Pivot and creating DAX formulas. The dates have just been announced for this year's Amsterdam Excel Summit. It's going to be April 13th to 15th. I've got a link where you can get more details and the registration for that should open soon. Thank you for listening to Excel Roundup. This is Deborah Dalgleish from Contextures.com. To get the links from today's Roundup, please visit www.contextures.com slash podcasts.